hello and welcome to the Sigma update. I know it's been a little bit since we've met, a whole two weeks off, but I'm QX and CW, how are you doing? Not too bad, mate. Uh, nice to be back here and bringing the uh, Sigma update to the community and talking to your wonderful face once again. Oh, you're so kind, CW. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've got a bit of a catch-up show today with some things that happened uh, within the last two weeks since we didn't do it. But uh, we'll get started right out uh, because we are thinking we'll have a decently long conversation with our special guest today. So let's bang through this stuff, CW. Uh, so we can spend that time on our special guest. Sure, sounds good. What do we got first up? Uh, we've got who's who in the community. And I had to look through all the notes to make sure we didn't mention this person before. And we didn't. And I had to check three times, even like changing the spelling of the name in case I spelled <laughs> it wrong in my notes. But sure enough, we haven't. Uh, and this person is uh, Phoniculum. Yeah, our favorite little turnip. Um so those who are involved in the Ergo ecosystem, um, he's the creator of Ergnomes, the little NFT drop. Um, I believe it was the first uh, NFT drop on the Ergo blockchain. That's going back ooh, March or April 2021, I believe. Don't don't quote me on that. Um, that's going to stretch in the memory a little bit. But uh, yeah, I actually picked up one of my Clover Pandas, which is up behind me um, in that first drop. So yeah, pretty exciting to see. And uh, he's done a couple of series since then. Uh, we're up to series three now. Yeah, here's his website right here. Um, he's got some links right to Sky Harbor and Ergo Auctions as well. The art's very, very unique and very cool. He's even has some, like series one, I think there's like, didn't he build some special ones for Jenny and other people as well? Like uniquely just yeah. for them? Yeah, he's uh, done a, a number of sort of commissioned pieces for various community members uh, throughout sort of the ecosystem here at Ergo. And I think um, he's done some collaborations even on Cardano. Um, so yeah, it's pretty cool. Like you said, the, the artwork is really unique. And I like the fact that a lot of it is um, like one-to-one sort of hand-drawn artwork as well. Uh, and then, yeah, even one, here's a little Easter egg as well. For anyone who owns an, um, an ergonome, jump into the metadata because the descriptions that Foe comes up with for the characters and things like that, they're priceless. So um, if you if you jump on there and scroll through and everything like that, even if you jump on the Sky Hub, I believe you can bring up the um, the uh, metadata, so you can have a bit of a chuckle there. So um, yeah, I like it. Yeah, here we go. She loved lending her assets to earn passive income while procrastinating with her nephew. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure that can are... be interpreted a number of I'm ways. Sure. I mean, these are probably his babies, right? It's not It's not like he's spending two minutes drawing these things by hand. He's spending quite a bit of time drawing them. And um, I'm sure he developed stories in his head of what they are and who he's drawing during that time and is able to come up with these. That's that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, encourage everyone to jump on there and check them out. There's some some really good ones. Uh, you'll get a laugh. And Foe is also um, in the Sigmanauts, I believe, and fairly active in there and part of the community. Um, very involved in pushing um, uh, Twitter spaces and being engaged in that. He's very engaged with, um, goodness, I can't remember the Cardano name of that space that we just hosted, that we just worked uh, with last week. 
Fadano proxies. I yes, believe. thank you very much. Yep, you got us. He's very involved in that. So you, you can catch him there um, in, in person live if you want to hear his thoughts on those kind of things. But yeah, very, very cool. And I can't I can't believe we haven't spoken about Phil before. Very funny. <laughs> yeah, he's heavily involved in the the, um, the community, uh, whether it's throughout um, various platforms like his Telegram, Discord, uh, or not so much Discord. I don't think he's uh, too favorable on that platform, but um, Twitter also, if you want to reach out. Um, he even does some cool little sort of charts as well. So we all know that there's the, the TA side of um, the industry, and he comes up with some nice little uh, illustrations on those as well. All right, let's hop on to the next section, um, which is uh, the community marketing Wednesdays that we do. And first up, we have a little update by Grand Gambit. Uh, they're still working on fast plays. And for those of you that aren't understanding what that is, currently with Grand Gambit or any interaction with the blockchain, um, or if you're playing Blobtopia or anything like that, when you submit a transaction and in Grand Gambit, um, your play goes, essentially, you have to wait a little bit until that um, is in the mempool and then gets confirmed as a transaction. So. Grand Gambit is, is working on a way to make uh, those fast plays uh, a little bit faster so you can lose or gain more money <laughs> a little quicker. Have you lost any money at CW? Uh, a little bit. Not, <laughs> nothing ridiculous, but yeah, oh, probably 10, 20, something like that. That's not too bad. That's not too bad. <laughs> you, you spent I'll win probably... it back. Trust That's... me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're adding an auto refund option in case a play bugs uh, and doesn't start. And they're in talks with uh, Flux to list Flux token in the site. Oh, very cool. AKA giving Flux tokens to the treasury. Uh, very neat. So that'll enable Flux to be played. Right now, I think there's Erg, Sig, Flux, well, soon Flux and Comet. Anything else? Uh, the CPYX. Oh, a cyber cyberverse token. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think I think that's all it is off the top of my head. And he says, and I tried to be very communicative in the in the update this week in responding to people, uh, just to try that out. And he said, and I asked him what happens if um other people want to list a token for projects. He says just reach right out to him, and um, he'll he'll work with you. Sounds good. Get some love tokens listed on there, mate. Ah, that'd be great. I could win. <laughs> I have a big bank of love in my wallet, CW. That could. <laughs> uh, all right. So next up, we have uh, Funiculum, actually. So the guy we just t- touched on on uh, top of the, the update. So he's uh, drawn some Duckpool Twitter banners, um, the coin, the roadmap, and some, some illustrations on the Quack paper itself. He's done a lot of uh, perplexus art. He did a collaboration with Blitz TCG, so three cards for those guys. And he's also setting up the next Ergo and Cardano space episode, like you mentioned. And those are those are pretty cool. I suggest you know they had a, I think we had about 130, 120 high watermark on the spaces last uh, last week. Uh, and it was great, good discussion. Went for two hours, and it probably could have gone for another two more if we didn't, they didn't cut it off. So <laughs> that was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah. if you look at Blitz's Twitter, they they just announced the cards as well, I believe today. 
Uh, the full maiden. It's it's pretty darn cool. Really cool. Yeah, such a unique artist. And even looking at like if you look at the duck pools um, illustrations and anything that he sort of does, you look at a faux piece and you just know that's funiculum straight away. So um, yeah, he's he's creating a nice little following there, and he definitely has his brand and his style sort of down pat. Next up, we have uh, Sisyphus Push, who is also a SIG. Um, he says it's a final week for the Ergo NFT Awards. Um, voting on Aircube, but final day will be January 31st, and they'll be pushing out some reminders this week as well. Um, he'll probably push them out from the Sigmanauts Twitter so and his account, so stay tuned for that. Um, that's been going really well, CW. Um, HQ on Aircube has set up a nice little voting system there. Yeah. And the NFT awards got some, last time I checked, I think there were 230, 240 for one of the first place uh, votes up there, which is, that's that's pretty good interaction, I feel, for, for, for what's been happening in the ecosystem lately all around with all ecosystems as far as that goes. Yeah, nice little bit of engagement there. And uh, if anyone hasn't voted, by all means, head over to ergcube.com um and jump on there and and do some voting because there's some pretty cool artworks and we do have a number of unique sort of artists within our ecosystem itself and props to sisyphus push for for organizing all that the awards the raffle that he ran and succeeded in fulfilling and management of that that's that's no easy feat that's for sure (laughs) exactly right mate okay scrolling down we have all cyberpunk next so they're just continuing uh, the cyberpunk mythology collection. So there's four main characters left to be minted out of a total of 40. One of the characters remaining to be minted has been chosen by the community and another of, and another of them is a cyber unicorn who will be uh, given away at the end of the minting to all those who reach the sum of 2,500 with the rarity of their NFTs. Uh, then he's looking at launching... Uh, all the NFTs at the auction house, and here is the direct link. So anyone wanting to pick those up, jump on there. And I... also, he's inviting uh, everyone to uh, the website, so or cyberpunk.com, to see the rest of the project. Man, Cyberpunk just cranks it out every week. It's got an update here, <laughs> doing something. That's awesome. Not wrong. Uh, we've got HQER with a little update. Um uh, I had to ping him. Did I ping him? No. He says, uh, the video portal UI is fully changed and responsive. And then I said, don't forget your calendar work. And he said he has to finish that too. So <laughs> HQ is working on a community calendar. Um, and he actually, he just texted an example today in some of the chats. And when you think of calendar, don't think of like, you know, your square boxes with dates and that kind of thing. And this is more of a a kind of a public events listing thing. So what he was working on is trying to enable guests to hop onto the website and submit a listing with a little thumbnail, and then it'll automatically populate on that website with a list of events. Really cool kind of, you know, a little bit easier to ingest than a raw calendar as far as that goes. So that's uh, hopefully something we're going to use in the future for um, posting of events for the Sigma Knots as well. So that'll be something to, to look forward to as far as that goes. Yeah, nice little bit of utility there and just be able to get a, a quick little snapshot of what's going on in the ecosystem as well if all the projects jump on board and, and provide those updates to be listed. Okay, scrolling down, we have, looks like next update is from Rust. 
an update from the Sigma cast. Uh, from now on, the Twitter space is related to Ergo, uh, to the Ergo community will be available on the Sigma cast podcast and is also setting up uh, availability of the podcast on Stitcher and iHeartRadio. Uh, so let him know where else people like to listen uh, and he'll try and make that available. I can't tell you enough how many, you know, this, you say it every time. <laughs> you know, it's like 10 minutes after posting and Rustin's got it up already, which is fantastic. Yeah, and, exactly. <laughs> and that he's starting to put up the Twitter spaces too now. I feel yeah. like the poor guy's phones can notifications are going to be going off like a helicopter all day <laughs> once this stuff gets rolling. Oh, we got to post another one, got to post another one kind of thing. Yeah, I actually reached out to see if he was um, interested in hosting um, the Twitter spaces or even if it was possible to rip them and, and everything like that. And um, as soon as I mentioned it, it was probably, uh, it would have been less than five minutes or something like that. And he actually had the Twitter space ripped and up on the podcast platform, um, Sigma Car. So yeah, it, even when I um, release a hash it out or something similar, it's like I've I make the video public and he's already got it up and announced before I even like make a tweet <laughs> or something about it. So yeah, definitely efficient worker there. Yes, that is for sure. Um, and then one last one from kill it, I believe um, um, just kind of a PSA. If anybody, you know, and we're going to talk about ergo hack in a little bit, but um, Part of Ergo Hack is that we have a lot of ideas. There's a lot of ideas that people have, but sometimes there's a shortage of devs. So Killit's out here requesting to see if any devs are interested uh, in helping him out on his idea. So we'll we'll get to more Ergo Hack in a little bit. But I think that's it. These are all recent updates uh, kind of thing. I guess we can hit them. There's uh, you guys missed the uh, Twitter space. You know, we're recording tonight on Thursday, an hour ago with Padilla. That was fantastic. CW was there. Uh, we were there as Sigmanauts uh, on the Sigmanauts account. So that was great. And um, then CW, what's this? Wombo's got a post up here that he's forwarded. Yeah. So the Ergo tutorials, um, they're basically reaching out, asking the community for some engagement, um, looking for, uh, is it, if anyone's looking for a tutorial, uh, they're happy to sort of, to work on that and bring it out to the community. So if anyone has any suggestions on what they should be creating in regards to the tutorial side of things, uh, by all means, reach out uh, to Lado and uh, the Twitter there, Ergo um, Tutorials. And uh, yeah, we see some more tutorials for the ecosystem. And you a, say, sorry, go for it. Sorry, I was just going to say, it's one of those little things, little utilities that is kind of underutilized, I think, in the ecosystem. Um, if you jump on there, there's numerous tutorials on how to set up wallets and transact and mint nfts to even uh like the manifesto it's um it's been translated into a, i think it's 16 languages possibly at this point so yeah it's pretty crazy and and that's that's how i first got in that's how i figured out and found out about mg i typed in uh what i was looking for like how do i interact with ergo without you know, writing direct code to uh, interact with the chain. And I saw a tutorial on there of how to make um, TXs with um, ErgPy. So that was my entry into that from Ergo Tutorials. So that, that was great. Yep. All right, let's see. We have up next, we have, I didn't know where that was, which is a lot of things because a lot of things are hidden in the Ergo ecosystem as far <laughs> as that goes. But yeah. um, let me bring this up on my... This first one can be a little bit dangerous, I think. 
Oh, I, I need to actually refresh the page because my wallet's stuck in here. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> we don't we don't want that kind of thing. Here, we'll take this wallet here. My uh my tipper bot wallet. One of those little utilities that kind of get those competitive juices running a little. And here it is right here. So this is called um, uh, rankmywallet.com. It's not just Ergo. It's a Cardano and Ergo um, utility here. But we can put in a wallet. And it does that dramatic thing where it counts down. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my tipper wallet is 57,000th place of an ergo holder. <laughs> my current species is a seahorse. They have some rankings. Next species, pipefish. And uh, <laughs> oh, that's funny. And you can see your competition here. So I can see that um, next place up, I need, oh, just a fraction. Oh, I can do this. Tip me something, CW, so I can go up a few ranks here. <laughs> All right, no worries. As soon as we get off. <laughs> <laughs> and this only counts ERG. This doesn't count any other altcoins or, or other tokens in your, I mean, other tokens in your wallet as far as that goes. But this is pretty neat. I posted it in chat yesterday. It it helps me kind of stay on task about my DC. It gives me kind of the like the, oh, look at this. I'm only like three away from the next place you know i can dca and then spend eight bucks and get eight more erg and put myself up a little bit so it's, yeah. it's really kind of fun for that if you if you enjoy that kind of thing yeah exactly i think um even just having like the the species i guess like uh, yeah they're the species they have listed um so obviously whales and the corresponding amount of erg and i don't know what else we have jellyfish piranhas swordfish octopus shark Tiger shark, great white shark, orcas, whales, all the way down to a big blue whale. So got a ways to go to get to that one, mate. Five million. Yeah, I got a little ways to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a cool little utility. It's fun for the community just to have a little bit of banter with and things like that and just kind of see where you are in the ecosystem with your holdings. And while we do talk about this, we just need to still warn you that it's not usually wise <laughs> to share your ranking publicly with that kind of thing. Unfortunately, it's it's security-wise, it's better to keep this thing internal and <laughs> maybe that kind of thing. Otherwise, you know, you don't want to be spouting across chat, oh, you know, I'm a, I'm a tiger shark with 100,000 erg. You can bet your bottom dollar you're going to have, like, telegram chat text requests, like, every two seconds. <laughs> Yeah, or the, the support will be very willing to help out. Yeah, you got it. You got it. Um, okay, next we have, um, oh, let's go here. And I know I know we talk about this a lot. We've mentioned this probably four out of our nine episodes uh, for this. But um, two weeks ago when we did our show and we spoke about Satirigo, uh Aberg sent me a message and says, and said, hey, there's a really cool feature of Satirigo that I think you should know, um, because I think we were talking about seed phrases or security in the wallet. Oh, it, it was a wallet episode two weeks ago. Yeah, so yeah. so he mentioned, and I'm going to stop my sharing so we can get big faces and get serious on here. Um, he mentioned there is a really cool feature in Satirigo when you set it up. There's something called a mnemonic password. So typically when you, and CW, feel free to interject and tell me how wrong I am during this whole process. <laughs> when uh, when you create a wallet, the seed phrase, you create your key, um, that seed phrase 
is your seed phrase. So if somebody captures that seed phrase, you're done for. So if somebody, you know, an example we used today uh, when we were chatting earlier is somebody walks up with a pipe and threatens to whack you over the head if you don't give them the seed phrase, you give it to them, it's it's gone. Your funds are gone. So with Satergo, um, um, not only is there a wallet password you can put on the password file, uh, similar to how... Um, uh, ergo, um, Nautilus has a spending password um, yeah. that doesn't really affect the seed phrase. There's a mnemonic password that actually affects how the seed, created, seed phrase is created, essentially. And without that mnemonic password, it, you can't get into the wallet. So Aberg had mentioned there's this really cool thing you can do, uh, kind of like a hidden thing. So you can take the seed phrase and um, that you make with the mnemonic password and you'll get your characters, uh, your 15 words. You then open that wallet with just those 15 words and it's a different wallet because one wallet is with just those 15 words and the other wallet is created with that mnemonic password in those words. So then you can have that wallet up in front, maybe do some few transactions, maybe use it as your tip or bot, who knows, you know, maybe have a couple 50, 25, 30 erg in it. So then if you ever get the pipe, coming up at you, you can give them that seed phrase and you say, look, this is my main wallet. Look, it's on all of my phones. This is it. You know, this is all I have kind of thing. And they come and they take that. And then you go back, you go to Satergo and you, you know, either restore or you open up your wallet with that special one that you've made. And there are all your real funds kind of thing. So it's really, really cool feature, uh, extra layer of security, extra layer of protection. Yeah, exactly. Um, Perfect way to, to summarize there, just having that extra layer of security and way to differentiate kind of like your main holding and sort of like your main sort of transactional sort of um, wallet there. Um, yeah, heaven forbid someone comes and bonks on the back of the head with a steel pole, um, steel pipe. Uh, if that's the case, you might have, like you mentioned, 25, 30, 100 erg in there, something that's somewhat sort of respectable um, amount to make it believable and uh yeah that's um an extra layer of security for your wallet as long as you don't have like a logo of a blue whale on your phone case from <laughs> rankmywallet.com <laughs> yeah <laughs> or your twitter account or your twitter yeah. handles blue whale ergo or something similar <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um yeah by all means just just with any sort of wallet and, and monitoring those seed phrases and things like that, always, always keep them offline. We sort of always reiterate it and things like that, but um, it's amazing how many people do come unstuck having them in password um, on like password managers and um, like, yeah, unsent drafted Google, um, like Gmail emails and all kinds of things like that. I'll You'll just email it to myself. It'll be safe. Yeah. <laughs> all those sort of little um, scenarios. So yeah. Just one thing you always sort of reiterate, keep it safe. All right. Next, we have um, community chat segment, essentially what's happening in uh, the chats throughout the couple of weeks that we haven't been here. And one of the big things, CW, I'll let you announce it, that you guys have been talking about that has been open and started. Yeah, so we that was about a week or so ago, um, we announced that Ergo Hack 6, uh, Cypherpunk uh, Finance, has been... Um, or is about to occur. So the dates for that one is between uh, the fifth, uh, sorry, the eighth of February, 
uh, running all the way to the 22nd. And um, for this one, we're leaving registrations open for the complete um, entirety. Oh, they, they close a day prior to the um, completion of the hackathon itself. So we want don't want to discriminate against anyone. If anyone has an idea and they're on the fence and things like that, they don't have to have um, like a tight deadline coming up in regards to when to register and things. So uh, just try and want to bring as much people into the um, the hackathon as possible. So uh, the prize pool there is 18,000 SIG USD um, and divided up between, say, first is 10,000, second is six, and uh, third is 2,000 SIG USD. And also um, Ergopad was kindly... Uh, was kind enough to um, sponsor this hackathon also and uh, uh, allocated us 300,000 ErgoPad tokens. So um, yeah, once again, they'll sort of be distributed accordingly. Um, so yeah, it's it's exciting. I like the the theme for this one as well, like having that cypherpunk mindset and kind of getting back to that first principle roots and um, all that sort of um, counter-economic counter tooling and all that sort of stuff. Like, yeah, it would be a good one to come out with. So a lot of times people are confused um, or, or kind of scared away. They say, they say, I'm not a dev. I'm not a programmer. I can't, I can't do this ergo hack kind of thing. What would you say to that, that kind of questioning or that kind of worry? Oh, all it, all it comes down to is an idea. Uh, we've seen numerous um, ideas come to light. Like Exor was one with Chris Ray. Uh, he started in an ergo hack. Um, he just started with an idea wanting to something to build. He had, um, a number of sort of devs got on board and and had that same vision with him and wanted to get on board. Uh, even Noah, um, he created a nice little utility uh, tool for miners. He's not a developer himself. He just thought there'd be a nice little utility there for um, see how uh, minor adjustable parameters on the protocol would be affected and how they would affect things uh, moving forward, just be able to having this nice little sort of web tool there. Um, so yeah, all you'd have to do is have an idea, post it up and um, see and try and attract some some devs and things like that. Don't let it discourage anyone because uh, everyone's not a developer. It just comes up with an idea and some, a number of people will jump on board it if it definitely like um, entices them to sort of come on board themselves. And I think, I think one of the winners last time was, I mean, granted that he was a programmer, but essentially was a white paper on his protocol, right? Cheese, um, Cheese wrote a white paper for one of the submissions for ErgoHack 5, I believe. Yeah, Cheese wrote the SNISPs white paper. SNPs. At the, SNPs. At the, at the time, it was named SNISPs. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, so he, he actually didn't come away with a win, unfortunately. Um, the, the presentation and everything like that for the white paper was amazing. But, fourth, right? Uh, you got fourth, was that it? Yeah, he got a... Uh, I can't remember who if it was from. Might have been the EF. I can't remember. Um, but he got an allocation of funds just for the for the great submission and everything like that. Um, Ergo Hack Five was a little bit different because we had um, a number of co-sponsors from people without from um, outside of the ecosystem itself, being um, Alephium and Flux. So there was a number of um, a number of judges that were on board that may not necessarily have seen what was good for the um, ecosystem as a whole. And then the rubric judging and things like that was a little bit sort of um, not sort of well-defined there in that in that case. So in regards to the judging on this one, um, we're just going straight back to a very, very simple um, just ranking uh, judging system. 
So uh, we're leaving a lot of it up to the experience and um, the judgment from our judging crew so they can apply everything that they see fit for the ecosystem um, from their own experiences and everything like that. So, um, yeah, that that was uh, we actually carried that out in ErgoHack 1. So we're bringing that back as well. So just trying leave it in the hands of the judges. Um, we've got a nice sort of varied, we've got a couple of independent judges and then a couple from the EF and things as well. So, um, yeah, be nice little mix there. Is there any way that some of those, <clears throat> at least in broader and general terms, can be posted on the website if it isn't already so that people entering the competition can know what those judges are looking for so they can kind of cater to that while they're building their project with that in mind? Yeah, sure. We've got some uh, some articles coming out for that one just to expand on everything. Fantastic. Very nice. Okay, uh, next up, we've been talking about this a lot in chat, and there's been posts, and I believe Michael joined us last yesterday or the day before from uh, from that uh, project that works on that, but we figured we should talk about it here as well. And that is that the good old classic wallet that we've all probably started out on back in the day, um, Yoroi is coming to an end on February 28th, was it? Did I get yeah, Does, correct. Remember that? End of February, yep. So one of the one of the main questions that people in chat get are, uh, you know, what happens if I um what happens if I don't get my funds out in time or that kind of thing? And we're very quick to correct with the majority of it, right? Because there's one instance where uh did Yoroi have a mnemonic, mnemonic password as well that gets stuck? Uh, was, not that I believe, no. I swear there was one instance that we were talking about in chat where there may be a, a pickle if they don't get out in time on February 28th or something like that. If yeah, so they if, lost their seed. Uh, yeah, basically if they lose their seed phrase and they don't transfer their funds from the wallet. Uh, Michael, was it, I think it was Michael, wasn't it? Yeah, Michael, yep, yep. Yeah, um, from Emergo or the Euro team themselves uh, was saying that Come February 28, that they're going to cease um, support for Ergo. So they basically drop their backend infrastructure for the wallet itself. So if they do something like that, then there's not going to be any gateway to the blockchain and they're not going to be able to sort of integrate. And uh, so what Joe's done, he's reached out and saw it, um, see if we can run that backend infrastructure just for the time being, just to try and help people come out um, of that because. There's people that could be miners who may not be engaged and things like on the social side of things or basically anyone who comes. the seed phrase, yeah. Yeah, people coming and going in the ecosystems. And we've seen it once before with a, another wallet, um, CoinBarn, which sort of ended support. This is very, very early on. And that you see the odd person sort of pop up going, um, I can't access my funds and things like that. So um, if, if it's uh, feasible, um, there's no promises here or anything like that, but... Um, if we can get that back end and sort of run that infrastructure for people, then that sort of that should help it a little. Um, but yeah, if just to I know we 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 raised it in the previous episode when we talked about all the wallets and how to restore and things like that. Uh, by all means, restore um, using your seed phrase in a, in one of our great wallets. You can jump onto the Ergo platform website and you got all the links there. And um, yeah, if you don't have that, then by all means try and transfer out of your wallet itself straight away because um yeah come 20 february 28 at this point in time then uh, you'll be in a bit of a pickle unfortunately and, and the bottom line is um just to wrap that up bottom line is if you have your seed phrase just 
delete, you know, well, don't do it until afterwards, but just restore it into any other wallet. You don't even need to open your Roy. And once you realize you have full sending capabilities from that new wallet with that seed phrase that you've entered, the same seed phrase, then feel free to dump your Roy at that time off your browser extension yeah. uh, kind of thing. But no, don't, you know, I've made these mistakes in the past, not necessarily with crypto, but where you you cut off one side before you finish <laughs> setting up the new side and the new side screws up and you're like, why did I, why did I <laughs> cut the rope from the top and the, you know, I can't climb yeah. back down kind of thing. Uh, so don't make that mistake. Wait until you're fully set, send yourself a TX just to make sure it works, then cut your Roy from that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So depending on how many transactions and things you've actually made on your, your Roy wallet, um, if you're trying to send from your Roy to a, another wallet without a seed phrase, then you, you might have a transaction that's stuck there pending for a long time. Um, if that's the case, just try and do it again or something. You try and cancel it or whatever. Um, just because the back end of the, that that platform itself is a little sort of messy at this point in time. Um, yeah. So yeah, e easiest way to do it. If you've got your seed phrase, like QX just mentioned, just store it in a new wallet, check that you've got all the signing capabilities there and then just simply delete the Euro one. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. All right, now CW, we have our special guest on, and that is Rob from the new project called Lithos. Welcome, Rob. Hey guys, how you doing today? Good, thanks, mate. How's things? Doing well, doing well. I think we were just talking about the last time you were on um, on YouTube with CW, at least, and was with me and with me, CW, and you on Dark Cave Miners, right? Yeah, it was literally, I think, right before the merge, right? Ethereum merge. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we had you on as a guest. So, you know, interesting transition here. But uh, yeah, you know, I kind of, I guess I passed the baton, right? <laughs> I, th I think you I think you were like, oh, I can't get any worse than this. I'm not going out again. <laughs> and yet here we is. We broke him back. Here in. we are. We're back. Yeah. Just, you know, that gravitational pull, it just it gets you, you know. <laughs> not wrong, mate. So so uh Rob, let's talk about Lithos, your new project with um with Curet Cheese, correct? Sure. Yeah. So unfortunately Kara couldn't be here today. He uh he got COVID got the best of him. So uh <laughs> We'll have to bring it back again. We'll do a you know a more in-depth version, more from the developer side of things. But yeah, no, Lithos from a a very high level is a decentralized mining platform, and you know we simplify it in just those three three words. But it's it's a lot more than that. There's layers that we can peel back. But um, what we're looking to do is create a a, a system basically for my proof of work miners to mine on Ergo. Um, you know, almost in a solo fashion, but be able to kind of pull that together later on, right? So what does that do? It kind of, it, it breaks the chain a little bit. It breaks the chain from the standard pool mining um, and, you know, really provides a, a decentralized path for proof of work. Um, and we'll get into kind of the, the foundation and the basics of, a of it a little bit, but you know, when you look at proof of work mining as it is today, it, it's it's very centralized, right? You have the mining pool operators; they're controlling all the data. You know, that's basically being processed for miners' uh, shares, miners' payouts, and you know, although in you know uh, previous attempts where you know we had smart pools with the with GetBlock, right? We we did make an attempt to try to decentralize it as best as we could, but there was still this this big gap in, in really providing a solution, which was 
how do you process the miner shares on chain, right? Um, and that's getting away from the centralized databases, the centralized stratums that the pool operators typically host, you know, in the in a current scenario. So, so Rob, let's start from the beginning for people who have aren't miners, because I imagine a majority of the people watching this aren't aren't really miners. Um, what are the what are the building blocks of how how mining works, how mining pools works? I, I understand you start with you start with a full node. Correct. So you would start with a full node. You, you, there, there's the way that I always look at it is there's four main components of a mining pool, right? The the node or the reference client. Um, you have Stratum, which is a Stratum server, and that's usually basically there to uh, connect the miner to the pool and also process their shares. Um, there's a database, so there's you know basically a, um, a a very centralized database that someone hosts on you know a, a server, whether it's a, a cloud server or a server sitting in in someone's basement, um, and that database basically collects all the share information, the miner information, uh, you know their address, you know basically everything that you interface with on a, on a mining UI gets stored into that centralized database. Uh, and then there's the UI, right, which is the, you know, kind of, I guess, the dashboard or the the web page, however you want to call it, which is, I guess, the the forward facing uh, software that, you know, a miner would connect or use to see their stats and their data as they're connected to the pool. So, so with with Lithos and um, let's. Um... Let's dive a little deeper if we can, now that you've covered those bases. With Lithos, what are you imagining? So, so let's take uh let's take a popular mining place, uh CW. What's a pop what's that big popular mining place? Two miners. Two miners. All right, we'll take two miners. So two miners has exactly set up what you just said, Rob, right? They have they have the node, they have the stratum, they have databases, they're most likely even paying people before um um from their own pool before it even they even collect it kind of thing um correct so they're front running that that payment to, to miners which is a beneficial in that it's very fast as far as that goes so with lithos um what would somebody like me who runs um who runs a small rig uh, what would somebody like me be able to benefit from um you know hooking up and integrating into lithos yeah, so the, the minor interaction will be very similar um, to basically connecting to a mining pool. So you would, you know, basically use, you know, your mining rig, you would connect through Hive or some other interface, whether it's a window-based miner, um, and you would connect to uh, some, some URL, right, whatever that may be uh, in the future. Um, as you connect to that URL, you're mining just as you normally would. So that that part doesn't really change for you. Uh, what does change is Lithos, the way I look at Lithos is kind of like a, a modified and a improved reference client or node with a built-in improved stratum as well as other capabilities, right? So I know that that's a mouthful, but it's really what that's doing is it's creating an all-in-one kit that a mining pool operator or even an standard end user could use to host this mining pool platform right now that you have that mining pool platform you need some way to kind of collateralize it right and that's you know kind of what we're using as kind of the foundation of the lithos protocol is collateralization 
And what does that do is the, the, the lender, the person who's providing the collateral, think of them as the mining pool operator. So they will be hosting the Lithos protocol, right? Hosting the, the node with the built-in stratum and everything in that sense. But they'll also be providing collateral to that pool so the miners can mine and then get paid ERG in a decentralized manner. So it's really, it's, it's taking the database and the stratum that would be generally on a, a you know, a server, or, you know, like we said, in someone's basement, and it's putting all that data on chain because it's now built into the node, which already currently holds, you know, the blockchain data, right? So again, backing up for the standard miner, it doesn't change. You're mining ERG as you normally would, but here's where the benefits come into play. Now that we have this protocol or this system, instead of collateralizing ERG, one could collateralize a, a token, you know, a native asset within the ERG protocol, or as, you know, this Rosenbridge, you know, kind of de further develops any token that, you know, is kind of interoperable with Ergo could potentially be mined as a token. So that will give the miner additional benefits, very similar to subpools, but it's used in a different manner through collateralization. So, so as far as collateralization goes, if we could break that down even further, you're saying collateralization. So if I, let's say I took that package that you had and I wanted to set up my own pool essentially for people to mine to, the collateralization you're speaking about is the pool of funds that I put in that will be paying out to miners and also be refreshed by the ERG that is being earned from the mining. Exactly so, right. So if I want to make that pool something like wooden nickels, or uh, love or something like that, then when I, you know, when the miners mine, I pay them out in love and I collect what's being paid to my pool in the normal ERG. That's correct. That's exactly right. So it's it's benefits for not only the miner because the miner has the advantage to get additional tokens, not just ERG, but, you know, there's also benefits for the lender or the pool operator in a sense, um, because, you know, they'll basically one, they could be able to exchange their, you know, their tokens, their wooden nickels or their love for ERG. So they are able to raise capital liquidity for their project or anything like that. But in addition to that, they can gain fees on that collateral that they're providing to the pool, just like a normal pool operator would now. So you go on to like, you know, most miners know this, but there's a page called miner stats or mining pool stats. You go there and it, it lists all the mining pools, their ranking, their hash rate, um, and all their fees and what their payout structure is and everything like that. So you envision a very similar setup within Lith Lithos, where there's all these different pools that have built all these different, not only token structures, but fee structures that may be advantageous to a miner who doesn't want to just mine standard ERG or mine for a lower fee structure. Yes. So I sorry to keep jumping in, CW. You probably cut me off. I just got it. tons of questions for this. <laughs> so, so as a pool operator, um, or as as somebody running that node, if I want to run this Lithos technology, can I split it up and run several layers of uh, this Lithos protocol, where one on top of the same node, where one is perhaps love, one's a wooden nickel, one's erg, so I can provide several options of these kind of 
you know, what the sub pools used to be in that matter of fact. And if that is possible, do all those hash, hash rates count as the same for my total hash rate output? So it would, so the, the, the way the system's supposed to work is that it's programmable. So, I mean, you know, from a developer standpoint, you would, would want, you would probably need to be able to code a little bit just to uh, manipulate the settings that for the payouts and the fee structure and what tokens are being used and things of that nature. Um, however, theoretically, yes. I mean, it's all, so this will all obviously be smart contract based as well. Um, so you're basically just changing the rules within the smart contract to pay within that manner. So, you know, short answer, yes, but it will be, you know, and that's where it, it's, you know, a, a great tool. It will be available for all to use where you can, you know, basically innovate or create your pool to whatever you want. Do you think we'll see more, um, and, I, and for some reason when you were speaking about this, that made me think of um, staking pool operators in Cardano, where it's just like the, the average Joe staking pool and the average Rob staking pool. Do you think we'll see more of that with Lithos, where somebody will spin up something and it's kind of their, their, their front face as far as that goes, and a single operator here? So that's our hopes. I mean, you know, obviously that was one of the visions that we had with with subpooling in general was to kind of have that, you know, that very similar model. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that's our vision. And, you know, we look at it from a, a what we call FEMO, right? And you've heard it, but, you know, a fair initial mining offering. Um, so, you know, it, it potentially could solve a lot of the issues that some of these projects are facing with doing you know, IDOs and, you know, all these different, you know, regulatory issues that are kind of impacting them. And what, you know, the way they do that is, you know, it's, you know, they're distributing their tokens through proof of work mining. So it's completely decentralized. It's not like, you know, you can set it up however you want, but, you know, it's more of a fair distribution versus just, you know, an airdrop or, you know, uh, you know, staking tiers or, you know, whatever it may be, whitelisting, things of that nature. Yeah, we've touched on that a number of times uh, previously. And um, that's one thing that really gets me excited as well. And I can't wait for one of the projects to actually um, utilize one of the FEMO or the FIMO sort of uh, framework there, because it's a bit of a game changer, really, um, when you kind of think about it. Um, but what Lithos sort of um, provides, and you touched on this a little bit, and it's more so uh, one thing that I really sort of enjoy about it, reading about the, the paper and everything is just the transparency and um, kind of gets back to one of the sayings that we used to say on the old dark cave mining. So um, oh, yeah. it's like the whole trust me bro model that's getting away from um, the centralized sort of um, black boxes of the traditional mining pools and it's uh, basically posting all the share data, everything like that's hidden behind the scenes in regards to a traditional mining pool and having that data on chain so it's um, verifiable, et cetera. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it, it provides a more decentralized method of, of mining, right? You can, you know, you can see where your data is going. It's not going into some black hole and, you know, you're basically trusting the mining operator. And granted, you know, I, I never like to bash, you know, someone who's operating a business. There's, you know, very, uh, you know, trustworthy mining pools out there, but this just makes it a, a very trustless system. Yeah. yeah. From the miners perspective, it's um, yeah, a great utility then. Yeah. And, you know, there's additional, you know, benefits that will, you know, come with, with, with those. And, you know, because, 
you know, we're basically modifying a node, we're, we're, you know, programming it, we're, you know, building in the stratum, there's other utilities that we can build within it, like, you know, MEV rewards, or, you know, um, the ability for miners to capture storage rent, which is like, nobody's talking about these, things, you know what I mean? So, yeah. which is a big thing, and it, it's coming soon, right? It's so, coming up, it's five months it, away. Yeah, so I mean, you know, having that ability to just, you know, be able to, you know, interact with those boxes that have now, you know, kind of crossed that expiration, you know, it's it's fair game. And, you know, to be able to mine and kind of, you know, include those into, you know, the blocks that miners are mining, it's, you know, there's a lot of value there. And uh, it'd be interesting to see what's out there, right? You know, that that trash collection, so to speak. So, yeah. um, so I'm excited for that. And then, you know, just some of the standard you know, utility that would come within it, just, you know, being a, a node operator, right? Um, you know, and, and part of the idea with this too is, you know, we talked about pools and, you know, some of the pools becoming the lenders and things like that, but you'll also, like you suggested, have the average Joes that will be the solo miners and they'll want to kind of, you know, bring up their own pool and mine to their own pool, uh, you know, in a decentralized way, but you know, we'll be able to link those miners together where they can kind of form their own pools. So, you know, there's a lot of different avenues that we can go with this, but because we'll have that option, the um, the miners themselves will now have the opportunity to participate in voting for things like EIPs like that, where right now it's all in control, you know, by the pool operators again, you know, this provides a, a you know, an individual way for a miner to, you know, place their individual vote on, on the node. So, you know, that's something that, you know, I think there's a lot of value there as well. Yeah. That's one thing I was just about to touch on actually. Um, and you beat me to it. It's uh, the ability to solo mine and pull that solo mining um, sort of hash rate. But the benefits of that is, yeah, um, being able to vote on EIPs, um, parameter changes, all that sort of cool stuff that, um, is built into this, the Ergo protocol um, that that benefits the minor governance and ultimately the the control of the blockchain itself. No, I agree. I mean, I need to think about it now. You, what, there's a lot of talk out there about, you know, should there be increased uh, transaction fees and things like that. So, I mean, that's, you know, really where the miners have the the opportunity to, you know, place their vote and, you know, say their words. So. And, and just to clear that up, um, Rob, um you're not allowed to drop acronyms without explaining what they are on this show so go i'll, I'll let you go back and explain what mev is <laughs> so that's uh mev is basically a tool it was developed on ethereum and it's basically what it does is it provides the maximum value of a, of a block right so you know there's gas fees in ethereum right and gas fees are, are used to you know basically as fees to process transactions um, we know gas fees became very inflated over time, right? So, um, you know, what it what MEV does is it basically, it allows you to kind of sequence the transactions within a block to provide the most value out of that block based on the fees that are collected within those transactions. So... That was a lot. <laughs> Any questions yeah. on that? That's it's you know it's kind of it's a new concept, obviously here on Ergo, but um, you know I, I think it's interesting because you know there's blocks out there, and you could see if you look in the Explorer when there's you know big transactions that are processed that are 
you know, much higher than the, the, the current emission rate. And it's because there's, you know, a large transaction fee that's embedded in there. Um, so the ability to kind of, you know, prioritize, I want that, that transaction included in the block that I'm mining, you know, that, that's a real opportunity for, you know, someone mining within the Lethos protocol. So could yeah. that cause, sorry, go for it, CW. I was just going to say, I think that actually sparked like the mining boom on Ethereum itself. Once one of the mining pools uh, figured out men, uh, everyone jumped on board because it's basically prioritizing transactions and um, someone willing, it's a little bit different on Ergo compared to Ethereum, basically by the person making the transactions define what they want to pay for the transaction. Whereas on Ethereum, it's basically I'm telling you what you're paying sort of thing. So on, on um, Ergo itself, if I want to pay a one Erg transaction fee, then I'm prioritized basically um, uh, by the protocol itself in that instance. But then the Lithoth protocol then once again takes that to another level by actually prioritizing all the higher sort of transactions, they're grouping them all together and then providing that incentive there to the miner itself. So at some point, do you do you feel, even digging deeper into that, do you feel that potentially wallets will integrate some sort of real-time um, prioritized, like, hey, if you, from the current blocks that are being processed, you're going to get processed faster if you if you put it up to this fee because the current blocks that are being processed are being chosen with this fee. And if you, you know, do the typical ERG transaction fee, you know, it looks like you're not going to be processed until the next block or that kind of thing. Do you think, I mean, something like that will happen with prioritizing? Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I think some of that is already built into like even the, like the Ergo mobile wallet where you can prioritize your transaction based on fees. I think that's the thought process behind it. I'm not sure if it works as one would think, but I think that's the the, the foundation or the thought process behind it. I mean, yes. like, I mean, you'll, you'd be able to see a real time, essentially. You could see it, it display to you, like, you know, if, if it's a busy time and there's a lot of transactions going through with elevated uh, transactions, the, the okay. wallet, the wallet yeah. would tell you that unless you have this fee, which has been the recent transaction fee, which is being picked all the time, then you're going to have to wait or kind of thing. Potentially. Yeah, I never really put some thought into that. Yeah, yeah, that creates a new market sort of thing as well for miners and added incentive there. But um, yeah, fees on Ergo, I find it ridiculous, to be honest, how cheap they are. Yeah. 0 0.001 yeah. of an Erg. And even if that does a 10x or something like that of an increase, like that's still very, very cheap in comparison to other chains and things. So um, yeah, being able to prioritize. I know Nautilus does, like Rob was saying, um, Ergo Mobile Wallet does. So if you want to say, if there's an NFT drop or something like that, and you want to prioritize something a little bit further than the next person, so you can bump it up to 0 0.005, I think, on Nautilus, off the top of my so. head. Yeah. Um, but then if you're running a node or something like that, you can define what you actually want to pay. So if you go 0 0.006, you front run everyone then who's using Nautilus as well. So there's a little, um, yeah, the, the fee fee for byte sort of market there for the block prioritization and things for the market, uh, for the miners themselves. Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting concept. And from a miner's perspective, that's one thing I want to see more discussion of in the community. I mean, hell, I dropped uh, in, in Rob's dropped a time before I dropped last month, I dropped 20,000 wallets. And I think it was like a couple or maybe not even that it cost me in the end for that, not even. 
absolutely insane. And Rob, you're responsible for kind of breaking a node once, right? <laughs> but yeah. Over- <laughs> yeah, I think before actually the the, the original airdrop tool on Ergo is still down. No, it's um, back up now. It's back up. Oh, now. is it? Okay. Just brought right. it back up a couple of weeks ago. I think. Wow, did. that's funny. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, I was using Ergo Utils and I was doing a massive airdrop to. I don't even think it was a lot of miners, maybe a couple hundred, but you know, it was a decent amount of Erg, and it just. I guess it was a, the way it was explained to me. It was a complex transaction that entered into the blo- <laughs> a block that shouldn't, and it just it literally like halted the entire network, which was bizarre Oops. but yeah and then they they shut down ergo utils for gosh it was probably about a year yeah it was a long, uh, so, long time yeah thanks <laughs> thanks rob appreciate that <laughs> no problem <laughs> hey you know it's all uh, you gotta trial and error right that's <laughs> right you gotta break it to make it better <laughs> yeah exactly. all right so we, we missed one part in this and that's um you know and people people realize that you're going to be essentially releasing a token um, along with Lithos, and you know a lot of a lot of Ergo enthusiasts, and Dan recently today in the the spaces, and Joe and everybody else that kind of talks like that, you know have a have an affinity for you know wanting or or wishing for utility when tokens are present in in a project or ecosystem, uh, for that matter. So can you can you explain a little bit how? Um, Lithos is integrated uh, as part of a required utility in in uh, in Lithos. Sure. So the token has a couple main features. Uh, you know, the first feature is really to provide additional incentive to the miners that mine to the protocol. Um, so you know, they'll basically have that that token as additional incentive. But really, the one reason we want to use it is that it's actually going to be kind of the key to utilize the, the Lithos protocol and to create a pool. Uh, so what it does is it actually creates a, a, a market in itself between you know, the, the ones that wanna create and operate a mining pool and the miners that are, are mining those tokens and obviously being able to you know, offer it to the open market. And the reason we wanna do that is we, we don't want spam, right? We don't want just anyone or you know, some bot to be opening up a million mining pools or doing you know, the, some shady things behind the scenes. So, you know, the token will, you know, prevent that by, you know, almost being a, a fee in a sense to utilize the, the Lithos protocol. Um, so those are kind of the two main main features of the token currently. But, you know, as we can build additional DeFi on top of this, we can utilize that, again, that token to kind of be a gateway to that, you know, that that additional utility that's built on top of the system. So big question I've got is being the protocol of the underlying infrastructure itself, can you see Lithos being picked up by other mining pools potentially, especially once MEVs interact oh integrated and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, I mean that that's our hopes. Obviously, you know, it's gonna be a big shift, right? People don't like to to change, but you know. Uh, I think when there's minor interest, the mining pools follow. And I think that's really where we where we're gonna need to focus from a marketing standpoint is getting the miners interested so the mi- mining pools want to contribute. But we're not thinking it from like a, a high to low perspective. We want to kind of build this from the ground up, build it, you know, grassroots, very decentralized. I mean, as some of you guys may know, we're doing like a community logo competition. We want to keep everything kind of like within the community, open source, like really transparent, as transparent as we possibly can be. 
Um, so, I mean, that's kind of our like intentions behind the whole protocol itself. So I, I, I think, you know, it's, it's a little tricky with the way that we're going to launch this. Like we're, it, we're in a weird spot right now. We want to launch a roadmap. Um, but you know, we have all these different aspects of the protocol and it's like, what do we launch first? Right. And where do we start and where do we finish? Because we want to do it the right way. Um, and again, have that community involvement, engagement, and, you know, obviously get feedback from, from, you know, the people that are interested. And we think that that's really what's going to drive the interest to those miners that will, you know, later appeal to the, to the bigger mining pools. So we have that start small approach and then go macro. What, um, Rob, there was some discussion during the spaces that Noah hosted, um, which was a great space, by the way, um, about Lithos expanding since it runs on Stratum and Stratum is a common, if, if, uh, if I'm understanding correctly, a common method of mining, not just in Ergo. Um, can you explain how Lithos would branch out and support other mining proof of work chains and, and how how that um, that interaction would still utilize the ergo and the Aragon ergo uh, lithos token on ergo. So it will all be, um, you know, from a, a simple standpoint, it will be through a FEMO type offering through bridges, you know, using a fair initial mining offering. Someone has, you know, Bitcoin or Ethereum or whatever they want to kind of use as collateral. Um, that's where the blockchain, you know, agnostic standpoint comes from. You, you know, again, it's as, as it will be as good as the bridges on Ergo are, if that makes sense. So as, you know, the bridges connect to all these different chains, we'll be able to integrate that within, within Lithos. So, so you mine, you mine essentially to an Erg, uh, Ergo um, pool, but you can receive Bitcoin. Correct. So we're exactly. not talking. Okay, so we're not talking about other changes literally utilizing this tech on their own chain. It's possible too. I mean, okay, there's some okay. thoughts around that as well, but obviously, you know, we want to start and focus, you know, mainly you on start Ergo. small, Rob. You got to start yeah, small. Exactly. And, you know, again, we, this is an L2 solution. So it's built on Ergo. So even if we went out to the other blockchains, it would still settle here on Ergo because that's where the, the L2 solution is, is used. But again, bridges need to be built like we still need that that interaction with the other chains any uh secret um things you can't talk about with uh talking with spectrum at all on the side chain um uh, no not currently nothing going on there <laughs> <laughs> that's not the answer mate soon <laughs> yeah yeah i'm a little i'm a little rusty it's been a while <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's amazing that's so when um are you allowed to say or do you have any idea Oh, here you can practice. I'll let you practice, Rob. Um, when do you think the Lithos token will be, uh, you know, um, available or, or that kind of thing? Soon, trademark. No, <laughs> no, but perfect. Yeah, I mean, look, we have you know really a six-month timeline that we've kind of outlined for you know the development of this project. Again, being very transparent, you know, small team. We want to keep it small. Again, we'll get you know potentially some community involvement later on. Um, developer time like you know that's the thing with some of these projects like people think you know it's all for free you know it's all community mm -hmm. service and you know granted there is a level of that but you know it, at the end of the day you know people you know they need to get paid for work right so 
you know, Karate is obviously one of the founders of Lithos, also, you know, the the core developer. Um, I need to pay for his development time. So we'll be doing some, you know, find an interesting way to do funding in a decentralized manner, uh, you know, develop the program and then uh, and then launch it. So, you know, our thoughts are, you know, we'll do it in kind of a phased approach. We'll do different phases of funding. You know, maybe we'll utilize some tools within Ergo. Who knows? You know, we'll we'll see on that. But um, you know, we'll do it in phases and it will be based on, you know, hitting certain, you know, benchmarks or certain attainments, right? Just versus just like, hey, we need all this money, we need to develop this project, and then it just goes into that black hole. That's not what we're looking to do. Like we we want to be in this for the long run. Uh, we think it brings value, not you know, not only to Lithos, but to the, you know. To the ergo ecosystem as a whole um and you know we think that uh, you know we should get some interest in it even in this you know bear market right so you know that's kind of our plan for now we're outlining the roadmap um it's a little tricky because as we were kind of laying this out and thinking like how are we gonna you know get to you know from point a to point z uh ergo hack popped up so we will be participating in i was ergo just gonna hack. ask you yep so uh, that's something that we're working on. It kind of shifts our direction a little bit. Um, but what we'll be looking to do is a demo of the collateral collateral contracts that will be used. So uh, in theory, a solo miner will be able to connect to the system. Someone will be able to provide collateral to that pool and a solo miner can mine mine to that pool. So, uh, you know, that that's what's to come. We'll, we'll give you more as we have more details. But, you know, we're... That's something that was originally further along in our timeline. So now we're, you know, starting there. We're going to have to kind of back up and then, you know, approach it like that. So the the, the bait of that ten thousand SIG USD reward is quite tempting. Yeah. Hey, look, gotta gotta pay the devs, right? <laughs> no, so. no, you can't love Ergo if you can't eat. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I've I got so many questions, Rob. Proposal. Yeah, I've got so many questions, Rob, but I'll save them for next time we have you and she's on. To talk more detailed. Yeah, no problem. Be happy oh, just to. Just quickly, um, you did mention that you do have the logo competition. Can you um, let the community know what's going on with that one? Yeah, so we opened it up uh, about a little over two weeks ago. Uh, we're doing a, a logo competition within, you know, within the, the Ergo Telegram chat as well as ours. Um, and we basically open it up to, you know, any community member, if you're an artist or, you know, a Photoshop enthusiast, you know, feel free to kind of submit a logo. We kind of got past that point already, but uh, where we're at now is we have a bunch of logos that have been submitted and uh, where we put them up to vote. So um, the voting actually will close tomorrow at, at end of day. And then from there, we'll decide from the top five logos that have been submitted. And uh, from there, we'll, you know, potentially modify the logo a little bit, but, you know, we'll we'll stick with that logo and kind of build our branding around that. So, you know, a different way of approaching things, but again, you know, wanting that community involvement and engagement and, you know, hope that uh, everyone will be with us along the way. You, uh, you didn't trust the community to pick the logo, the number one logo. You don't want <laughs> Bodie McLithos boat face. That's <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, we did a, a community vote on the name. So, you know, we figured let's, let's keep going, but yeah, no, you know, we have to make sure that there's nothing too crazy. But, uh, you know, interestingly enough, the number one is actually was in our, our top five as well. So number one so far, I haven't pointed my bot army against it. Yeah, yet. yeah. It's still <laughs> a little bit of time. So 
yeah, so to be able to vote, where can uh, one find uh, the ability to so do that? Actually, we uh, partnered up with ErgCube, so an, another community member uh, actually hosted the vote for, for us on his site, on his UI. So, uh, you know, check it out there. We can post a link in the, uh, in the chat, in the comments here and, uh, you know, check it out. And, you know, it's an upvote, very simple to what many are used to. So, you know, go in there and if you have more than one favorite, feel free to, you know, choose more than one. That's awesome. Well, Rob, thank you so much for joining us. It's been amazing. Um, you've really given us a nice high level explanation that I think a lot of people will be able to pick up on too that are, that are watching this. So Thanks, that's, that's very grateful for that. Appreciate you guys having me. And hopefully we don't see uh, like in another eight months. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, hope we, don't, we don't wait another eight months to see you again on the screen. No, no, I'll be, uh, you know, here on a normal basis. So, uh, you know, as soon as we have updates and more direction, we'll, uh, we'll, you know, potentially use this as a, as a, you know, a medium to get the message out there. Sounds good, mate. Let me know whenever you want to have a chat. All right. Sounds good. Thanks guys. Thanks. Ciao. Cheers. Have a good one. Okay. Let's go to our wrap up here with the um, Sigma Nuts update segment. Um, <clears throat> so we've been continuing to have meetings every two, every week, every Sunday at 3 p.m. UTC. And the new thing that we voted on in past was that you may have noticed in the main chat this week that we post all meeting notes. We post a video screen share and voices of the meeting. And we post the chat, not the chat scan trip, the, the, the translation, the, the, What's voice the word I'm looking for? Yes, thank you, CW. <laughs> we post a voice transcript uh, of that as well. So if you're ever feeling disconnected or wondering what the heck we're talking about, it's all there for your enjoyment. And uh, we had some suggestions. I think Noah suggested several weeks ago that we do a hard stop at one hour. And anything that doesn't get discussed jumps into sub-meetings or breakout groups or that kind of thing. And that's been that's been working really well. We this this last week we hard stopped at like 56 minutes and it was it was perfect as far <laughs> as that goes. Um so we're we had some brief discussions on treasury. Um uh as I believe we're at that stage since we have kind of a informal voting system set up with a Sigma app vote app. Uh, we've got the social kind of going and kickstarting for that. So we felt the next the next goal there was uh, the Treasury. So uh, next step was some of our members were going to reach out to um, Ergopad and um, Spectrum to see what they've dealt with as far as hiring legal representation and, and implications of, of managing money and distributing funds and that kind of thing. So we can get kind of a foothold and information on that. And so we'll see where that goes. That's, that's probably going to take a little bit to organize that and figure that out. But um, we feel that's kind of the safest bet because you know, if you're distributing funds to somebody, you might want to remain completely anonymous or, you know, you might not even be part of it kind of thing if you don't know the full picture of that kind of thing. Yeah, a number of scenarios there, whether even AYC at some point, who knows, like um, heaven forbid anything like that happens, but um, just good to have that sort of, just that level of understanding of how things um, will impact certain scenarios and stuff like that. So um, yeah, it's great little sort of um, initiative there to start those conversations all right i think that wraps it up cw uh you wanna you wanna take the the um the ending here with uh the shout outs to what's next for this next week 
yeah so um usually we've got the community chats that sort of um we're running on telegram and discord so they've been transitioned now onto reddit so we've got a nice thread there we can jump in at any time um throughout so obviously being here in australia and um yourself in a, in america there uh it's a little bit different to be able to sort of um collaborate on times at different uh, points in time so uh, the previous community chats, I couldn't uh, participate at all. That was there at 4 a.m. or something like that for myself. Come um, on, CW. <laughs> so, yeah, we've made that transition now to Reddit. And anyone uh, throughout the community or the EF or whatever can jump on at any time and answer any questions there. So uh, if you have any um, questions, jump on and, and by all means um, ask those. The funny, so, the funny thing about Reddit, CW, is that um, when you guys first posted that this week, and um, I went to look and ask a question. I realized that the the Reddit name that I'd been using for 14 or 15 years uh, <laughs> back then was not the most appropriate to be posting <laughs> under. So it might be time for me to to make a new account. It's a little more yeah. PG. <laughs> yeah. You see some classic ones up there. So. Yeah. yeah. I'm not mentioning any names on that one. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, we've got the Hash It Out series that we um, record weekly. So Jay, myself, and uh, Noah. Uh, for this week, we actually talked about hackathons and how the the impact that they have on the ecosystem and everything like that. Um, so by all means, uh, we're once again shout out to the community. If anyone wants to jump on at any time, send us through a DM or whatever, and we can organise uh, so, um, some times and everything like that for recordings. Uh, we've got the dev update um, that happens on Wednesdays alongside the marketing update that anyone can jump on in Discord to, to provide their updates. Uh, we've got the weekly AMA and update on Thursdays on uh, YouTube, and then that's also now broadcast to Twitter Spaces Live. And that's really and... cool, CW. I prefer to join the um, Twitter side just to have it on my phone and shut kind of thing. It's it's nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, then we've got the Sigma update. Uh, this video will be released on Fridays and the developer update on Sundays. That's not too a sure if I've missed anything. Menu, CW. Yeah, it's a it's a lot of content that um, the community and the EF, uh, Sigma Nauts, everyone's sort of pumping out a fair bit. And it's great to see, um, like you mentioned earlier, uh, with the Padea hosting the Twitter spaces as well. So projects finding their voices, um, community members finding their voices on on um, Twitter spaces and things like that. So it's great to see. It's, it just brings more awareness and um, starts the discussions around all things Ergo. So it's good. Awesome. Exactly. <laughs> all right, everybody, be safe. Hope you guys have a good week um, and a good weekend. Yep, definitely. Uh, it's been a pleasure chatting once again, and thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Have a good one. <laughs>